0: Good to be here today, be in God's house, and feel the presence of the Lord today. Uh, if you want to, turn over with me to Second Samuel, sixth chapter. I read. Really, do desire your prayers as we try to minister today. And have uh, have you hear me read this? You've heard I've read part of it. You've heard me speak on it many times before, but I just think it's what the Lord wants me to do today. I got to thinking over where I'm gonna go. I've been here over, over here over half my life. sounds <laughs> pretty rough, don't it? <laughs> uh, I've been here me be 34 years, and I'll be turning 65. I've been here over half my life. It's coming through these doors. Uh, I hope I've made a difference. I mean, not not me, but through God has, you know. And I get to thinking about, you know. Uh, my whole, my, you know, heard me talk about it. my grandmother. You know, I still hear. You know, I still go up there and check on her every once in a while. And we got a key there. Or we go in the house with. And time or two, I hear her praying. And time, or, you know, I hear her singing in there every once in a while. And different stuff, you know. And the you, you, know, you know it, she'll be 103 in August. And uh, she still, you know, every other month, she makes sure I get her tithe money to the church here. You know, she just hadn't quit any of her stuff she's supposed to do, even though she's aged, you know, you think, as I told her one time, you should be exempt But now, you know. I got to thinking the other day, if anybody got her money worth of Social Security, she'd been drawing Social Security for 41 years. <laughs> I get to think about it, that's a long time. So she probably got everything back she paid in. that well, I just said that to say this, she just hadn't quit on what she's supposed to do. Even though she's limited to what she can do, she can't get out and stuff anymore, I mean she don't much. And, but she still believes in God's word and she still reads the Bible and stuff like that. And uh, it's just amazing, you know, what she can, what she still can do. But I want to say that, you know, we still got a job to do for the Lord, you know, and we don't uh, have to quit. I believe today that we're living in, all you know, the times that we're living in today is, you know, they're all special times and we're blessed today, very much so, and I hope we agree with that. Uh, but we live in a time today, man, you know, the, we we need to be a church today. Amen. Not just in the side this building, but outside this world, in the world, you know, it's. Uh, well, I, I see a lot of people going to church, and you see them out, and I'm not the judge, but I see them out the way they act here and the rest. He thought, man, you know, I just don't show, don't see God much in them. To me, you know, Christ, paid, you know, God paid a big price for us, very much so. He still has rules, and uh, uh, there's a song which you know, all y'all know. I listen to gospel music about all the time, and uh, there's some I forgot who sings it, but it says, "Not one word of God has changed." You know, not one word of God has changed. Amen. It still means what it means, and still got consequences if we don't obey the word of God. Amen. I believe that very much. So I think you know we think you know God's a, He is a loving God, but He is strict, Amen. and they are punishment for going against God's word. In my opinion, I believe it's gospel today. I'm gonna read a story in the Bible here. It's talking about the ark of the cov, you know, the ark of the covenant, and. And they was transforming, you know, moving it. And I know you have heard me speak on this before, but I want to talk about it again today. If you got your Bibles in 2 Samuel, the sixth chapter, I'm going to get right in the middle of it. Then I'll kind of just paraphrase a lot of it. And they was moving the ark, and I'm going to get back in the details just a little. Before I do, I'm going to uh, uh, maybe just, uh, most of you probably knows what the ark of the covenant was, you know, and it was instructed in, in Exodus. God gives instructions how it was to be built, the measurements and everything. God's specific on his stuff. And he don't forget about it. Amen. And I some of you maybe don't know a little bit about the Ark of the Covenant. I'm just going to read. I got this page here in the Bible here that you can find all this. is the from Exodus, the 25th chapter. But it was a, you know, it was a, it was a box. It was about, according to the measurements, it was about forty-five inches long, you know, just kind of picture something, you know, neighborhood like this. And it's about twenty-seven inches wide, about twenty-seven inches high. It's made of this certain kind of wood, and there was four, um, pole, you know, the, the rings on the, each side of it here. That was a golden ring. The Bible says here, four of them, you want know, one on each corner of the ark of the covenant. And it had uh, two uh, poles, or you know, made, and they was overlaid in gold, according to the scriptures. That was meant to go through this on each side, and it was meant to be carried by four men. You know where it went, and we found out inside of this. You know, it was they carried. You know, the the the. the Ten Commandments was carried in it, and they was the 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 golden pot of manna was in the in that. There was Aaron's rod was in this box. We find out, you know, through this, and even Aaron's rod budded, you know. We find that's that's scripture, you know, that you can find this, and just a little bit more here, and it said the you know on top of the ark is overlaid with gold, and there was two angel looking, you know terms what they call them, you know, that the wings, you know, they was facing one towards another, and the top of it was called a mercy seat. And each year, you know, the high priest would, they would sprinkle blood on it for the atonement of people's sins. And we find out, you know, the Bible says that the ark was carried to the head of the Israelites that left in Mount Sinai, you can find this in Numbers, that they carried, you know, they carried across the Jordan River to enter into Canaan, And it said it was also circled the walls of Jericho before the city fell. You know the story of Jericho, you know, but the ark was carried around it and it fell. And after many travels, it finally placed it in Solomon's temple in Jerusalem. You find this in 2 Kings 8th chapter, only to disappear at the destruction of Jerusalem by the Babylonians in in, uh, 5,086 B.C. So the ark serves as a visual reminder of God's presence with the Hebrew people. The mercy seat covered with gold symbolized God's throne and his rule of his heart, and those that acknowledge him have savior of his God. This give you a little bit of overlook, you know, what it was, maybe kind of what it, what it, what it was. We find out, go back to 2 Samuel, we're gonna read just a little bit. We found out here they was getting to a the point, they was fixing to move it. And I want to just go read this one verse, just want to take the topic of the message from. In the seventh verse, and the angel of the Lord was kindled against U- U- What's- how you pronounce that? The Uzra. Huh? Anybody want to pronounce me on that? Uzzah. He probably hear more than that from me before I get over with. I'm different, but you know what I'm talking about. And God smoked him there for his error and that he died by the ark of god he died by the ark of god let's bow our heads in prayer father today we just thank you for this time that you've given us to be in your house we just pray now if we open up your word that we today father we we'll just pray that the Holy Spirit will guide and direct our hearts and minds. And just pray for the anointing of the Holy Spirit today, Father, to anoint your word today. Anoint many lips today, Father, I can speak what you to have me to today, Father. And Father, open up the hearts of these people today. For in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As I mentioned a while ago, for brief, or just for a moment, you know, God has rules and he has regulations. Anybody still believe that today? Very much so. And I believe there's consequences of pain when we go against God's will and get against God's plan today. Amen. I'm thankful for his mercy and his grace. See, don't get me wrong. I hope you all are too. I'm thankful that you know that uh, he over he don't overlook, but he, he, his mercy and grace, you know, is to give us so much today. But we read this story here in the Bible, and I've read it and you've heard me talk about it, and you've read it many times in your life. I just don't, sometimes didn't understand, I didn't understand why. That God took this man's life, and all he was trying to do is keep it from falling off of a, off of a cart. You know, we find out at the beginning of this chapter here that David gathered the men together, and all this, and it said down in the third verse, and they set the ark of God up on a new cart, and they going to bring it, you know, move it, you know, on this on this new cart. And I read to you, I told you a little bit ago. It was supposed to be carried by men. Hey, Amen. follow me for just a moment. Amen. And I just didn't know who, you know, and there's times, you know, that we get, we get ideas how it would be better for us to do things. Anybody talk about, you know, it would be better today if I didn't have to love my neighbor that don't like me. I mean, I'm just saying that as I don't, I'm my neighbors, I hope they like me, but it would be easier to just say, you know, I just don't have nothing to do with you. But the Bible says, love your neighbor as yourself. You know, it'd be easier to do a lot of things, you know, different than what God tells us to do, but it's still God's word and there's still consequences to pay if we don't obey God's word. So this Ark of the Covenant was meant to be carried before me, and we find out in the Bible, I read a little bit of history to you there. When they carried it for, carried it before they went into battle, they carried it before they crossed the Jordan River, they carried it around the city, you know, that in Jericho and it fell after they carried it around so many times all this and that. God had a reason for them to carry it. Because, you know, I think in my mind, you know, when they encourage it, you know, if you was coming down you know, a path or something, it would be the first thing that you see when you see, see them coming with it, you know. And, they, and the people realized, you know, that they was representing God and God was their leader and God was their, you know, uh, uh, strength, you know, what they was going through or going with. They was relying on God's strength. And we today, as we look at the church world today, the church world used to have a lot more respect years ago than it does now. Do you follow what I'm talking about? I remember back when I was a teenager, you know, that has been a long time ago, you know, we didn't have to lock the churches back then. We didn't have to put alarm systems back on them then. We still had the devil still running around, but people didn't let the devil You know, they knew the church was some place that you just didn't mess with because there was consequences of pain not by any of the heavenly father, but the earthly father. You know, know, I can't imagine, you know, we, a few years ago, we had some guitars and stuff taken from this church here. I guess somebody else needed them worse than we did, but they, they took them. I can't imagine, Brother Lester, if I went into the church when I was a teenager and took something, you know, I wouldn't have to really worry about my heavenly father because I think my earthly father would have took care of a few things. You know, everybody what talking about. But we have all the time we have got away from that and we have today, and I'm, I know I'm old school and I know maybe some of you don't like it and I can't change because I think the old times is good times. I think the, you know what the Bible talked about years ago. You know, you have talked about we left the church a lot. We still had drunks that was in the, in the neighborhood. We still have this and that. But they didn't come into the church, you know, and bother anything because it was a special place. They didn't come and throw trash all over the church. They didn't come and do donuts, you know, in the driving parking lot because you did not do that. Even though you weren't a part of the church, you still respected it because you knew there was consequences to pay if you went against what the church stood for. Amen. Amen. But over time, you know, and we have taken away, you know, that we have not instilled that into a young generation or young people, you know. We not have brought them up. They're getting the blame for it, but if you back it up a few generations and we as fathers has got away from what a father is supposed to be, no more. We have got away from how a work is supposed to be. To get anything, he's supposed to work for it. Even the Bible teaches that. That we're supposed to work for this and that, you know, and we have got raising children today. We got so many children in the world today don't even know who their dad is. We have got children today that is totally taken from home and this and that and they don't even know they don't even they're not even happy. Why? Because they hadn't got a place to go and feel like a home to them anymore. We've all had a better idea over the last so many years. But look where it's got us. See, they had a better idea to how to move this ark of the covenant, you know, than just carrying it. You know, maybe they got tired, you know. Maybe the four that was supposed to carry it, well, we just sit on this cart today and let the ox pull it today. I don't want to do it. Stay with me. And there's times that we get up of a morning and we don't feel like praying. We don't feel like, you know quoting a scripture. We don't feel like, you know, maybe go visit our neighbor, do this or that. You know, we got our own time. We got a better way. God don't understand how awful that person is. I know y'all don't have people like that in the world, but they don't understand this. They don't understand this. God don't understand. But God knows everything. He knows everything. So we got lazy Excuse my language. We don't use that word much anymore. We've got lazy Amen. on everything. Come on. on work. we got lazy on church do, doing things. But look where it's got us today. Come on. Yeah. Look where it's got us. I remember back, you know, years ago, you know, this and that, you know, that I remember, you know, that used to... Uh, 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 we used to haul hay for a nickel a bale. Uh, Lester probably maybe done that even cheaper. We put it, you know, up and get a field and take it to a barn and put it in a barn, you know, and that was all for one nickel, a bale. We caught chickens, you know. Anybody remember catching chickens here? Got a few of them. Some of you young people don't want to talk about we caught chickens, you know, and if you had twelve thousand chicken, twelve thousand chickens, how'd you get twelve people to catch them? So you caught about a thousand chickens every night. When I started, it was four dollars to catch a thousand. When it was three dollars right before I started, and went to four dollars, and the growers they thought that was crazy. Amen. <laughs> to give them four dollars to catch a thousand chickens. And you catch chickens, you know, and every once in a while, chickens have to use a bathroom. And <laughs> everybody know what I'm talking about. Some of you know, you just wiped it off and went on. It was the only way that we was going to have anything because we didn't get it from a mailbox. We didn't get it from mom and dad because first of all, they didn't have it. You had to work for it. You had to do this and you had to do that. Come on, thanks. I mean, I'm hoping, I just I know you don't like this, but we had to work for it. But all down the road somewhere, we thought that we could make an easier life for us. And there's nothing wrong with having an easier life, but we we got away from the principles of what this word stood for. We got away from the principle of what this word stood for. We've lost our grandpas. Now we don't have them anymore because I'm talking about the grandpas that stood for what the word of God said. I haven't heard a comment about my, grand, my, my granddad Carlton. They always called him Dad Carlton. They said, you didn't have to ask him if he was a Christian or not. You could tell the way he walked. I know you all had grandparents like that maybe, but I'm just talking about I know personally. Cat remembers him. You could tell the way he walked that he was something different. But somewhere down the road, they said, you know, let's don't carry this by hand anymore. Let's put it on a cart today. I'm tired today. But Jesus Christ said, but God says, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. I don't change. But we have changed. So they put it on a cart, and God's got a way to get people's attention when the cart came across, the ox was going down the road. It came across, the Bible says, naked threshing floor, and the ox stumbled, and the cart shook, and the Ark of Covenant started falling off. I believe that God wanted off that cart. Amen. Amen. I believe God wanted it off of there yes. because he didn't want it to be carried behind a couple of ox. He wanted to carry it in front. Come on. These ox wasn't pushing the cart They was dragging it And it was The the word of God was behind the ox I wonder today Where the word of God is in our life today Do we leave it behind And we'll catch it when we get back home Because I want to tell somebody What I really want to tell them today Don't shut me down yet. (laughs) We have gotten away from that. We, we look across the day and we see our young people. When I was over here Wednesday night and I seen all these teenagers. And I thought, man, do they have a battle ahead of them? Mm-hmm. They got a battle. And it's not some of their fault. <laughs> it's some of ours. <laughs> Because we got away from God's word. We don't preach the word like we used to. We don't talk about hell anymore. We don't talk about there's, there's consequences. paid hey, when you disobey God's word, we said, you know, it's all lovely. Right. We hear the preaching today, you know, if you'll give us so much at offering plate, God will give you so much back. All we hear today on preaching today is how to get financially Rich you understand what I'm talking about? Amen. Lord, there's some people in the Bible here that didn't have much and they stood for God's word. Amen. Amen. There's a little lady, old lady in the Bible that put in just a couple of pennies in the Bible and it didn't say in the Bible that she was going to get rich because she'd done that. It just said she was doing it because she knew what the word of God was. She knew who God was. If we nearly knew who God was, we'd probably give him a lot more attention than what we do. Amen. Amen. So get this picture. The ark stumbled. The ark started falling down. And this guy, for some reason, he caught it because he didn't want it hid. Just to me, reflex. And the Bible says that God took his life and he died by the Ark of the Covenant. I wonder how many of us today, today is dying in the church. Amen. Oh, we look good, but we're dying. There's no fire in the church anymore. There's no fire in the church anymore. Why? we took out the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Come on. Why? Because you put the power of the Holy Spirit of God in the church. God rules the church. When you take it out, you put God's word in there, man's word in there, then man rules it. And man don't know how to run a church. Amen. Am I preaching to you today? Amen. Man don't know how to run a church. We can't even run our homes. How we expect to run a church, Amen. Amen. So he died by the ark, and I read this story, and I thought, Man, well, God, why did you take his life for? He ever thought this? Why did you take it? Y'all even doing this trying to keep it from going down? But what God wanted to get their attention and say, Listen. I didn't have that built to be pulled by hocks. Don't shut me out here while I'm feeling some some stuff I'm fixing to say. Some you may not like it, but you get over it. If you don't, you can talk to God about it. Amen. I don't think God likes what's going on in the church world today as a whole. Amen. Do you know what I'm talking about? We do weddings today. We don't, I don't, it's the same sex. They advertise it today, come on. God's gonna get our attention one of these days. Amen. And I think he's doing it now. Amen. And we're trying to figure out the problem. We today, and I don't agree with this whatsoever, but we can hear on the news today, we gotta get control of these guns. Anybody hear that? You know, you can lay a gun right there, and nobody bothers you. it won't kill nobody. It won't hurt nobody. It's the devil behind it. That's what the problem is. See, we're not issuing, we're not talking about the problem, we're talking about something that you know that everybody wants to hear. Come on. We today is preaching today. We're trying to preach what everybody wants to hear, but we're not even talking about the problem that we got. I would like to talk about everybody else's problem, but I won't talk about mine. Huh? I don't want to talk about mine. I don't want to go to the altar and pray. Somebody might think I have a problem. Amen. Somebody might think I have a problem but we're gonna die in the church if we don't get back to God's word. Somewhere in the Bible, I've read sometime before, if you're lukewarm, do you know the rest of it? I'll spit you out of my mouth. King James says spew you it means the same thing. I spit you out of my mouth you're lukewarm. If we honestly today would we'll take our tempter today, what would it be at? Now just a touch when you and the Lord. What would your temper be? If it's warm, he said, I just don't. I don't want you. What he's saying basically. Amen. I'll spew you out. I want you on fire. I want you to talk about me. Amen. I want you to walk like me. I want you to be like me. Why? Because I give my son for you to die. I give my son for you to die. I don't know. I I could go in a lot more detail on this this here, but I'm going to quit. We today, and let me just say this, and there's a few more things you may not agree with. If he took his man's life because he just reached up and grabbed the heart. I hope you still let me to say this. How displeased is he with us when we're supporting what we're supporting? Come on. I never thought that way, Pastor. I hope you think of it now. He took his best life because he just kept catching the ark. And we're in the shape we're in today because somewhere in Book of James, it talks about being double-minded. He said, we're we're unstable in all of our ways. We act like a Christian on Sunday morning, but we do everything else against his word during a week. So long story to the end of the story, David even got aggravated to the Lord. He said, I'm not taking that on any further. He went to, took the, the Ark of the Covenant, had to put it in Obed-Edom's house. Read the word what it says, and God blessed Obed-Edom's house and all that pertained of it, because the Ark was in it. And the way I look at it, it was the center of the home. And God blessed it. Then David come to his senses and realized, you know, maybe I need that back. Maybe I need that back. So he took it and took it back to where it's supposed to end. And the Bible said, David danced before the Ark of the Covenant. And you know the rest of the story. I'm here today to tell you, I want us to get this word of God back where it belongs. I know we tried other ways. We tried different ways to do it. We tried this, we tried that. But in the hole, if you realize some of ain't working, some of ain't working, but until we get it back, we're going to be in trouble. I say this in closing, don't die sitting in the church pew. Amen. Don't die sitting in the church pew. Get up and do what God tells you to do. Let's stand this morning. anybody want to come and pray for any reason we asked you to this morning just slip out and come on if you need to this right now anybody at all want to come and pray for any reason we asked you to anybody amen I'm going to ask we're going to do this a little bit different this morning we know we got one of our dear loved ones that's hurting real bad today and it's a delight. It also tells us in the book, you know, if there's any sick, come and let them pray for him. Someone asked the church today, if we gather around, we're going to pray for her. If it's all right everybody, she needs your prayers. So if you just want to come and gather around, if you don't want to, just stay where you're at. But we're going to calm, we're going to gather around, we're going to pray for her and her whole family. You know, you look at that deal that just in the moment her whole life has changed. But she needs your prayers, she needs the support of her church family right now. Amen. So we're just coming to agreement this morning that all things work together for the good of them that loves the Lord. There's a lot of things we don't understand, but God understands it all. Amen. Right where you have you, just bow your heads. Let's pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you right now, thanking you for your word today, Father. We have heard today, Father. We thank you so much for it. Let's put it to our hearts today. And Father, we're gathered here today today, as one today, praying for our dear loved one today, Father, Sister Elijah today, Father. We don't understand why these things happen, but we know today, Father, that you have got it under control today, Father. So we pray right now as we lift her up to you, Father. We know you're listening right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we pray that your will will be done today, Father, to that whole family today, Father. We pray, Father, for healing today, if it be in your will. We pray for guidance today. We pray for wisdom today. We pray, Father, for your moving of the Holy Ghost today, Father, in this church today, among these people today, Father. And Father, let that family know know that we're praying for them today father and father we pray that you just take this church father just further than we've ever been before today father through your word today and through the power of the holy spirit we pray for these young people today father that comes here each and every day each and every Wednesday night father to tell them want you to know that them to know that you love them very much today father And Father, we love you today, Father. We give you glory and honor. First in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. 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 God bless you. We'll see you next time. Thank you.